the fans of inflation are diverting focus for many CFOs from pursuing innovation and growth strategies to curtailing possible runaway costs as organizations push forward their digital strategies. Now, in 2021, 60% of organizations were experiencing wage inflation. Since then, mentions of inflation on earnings calls have increased eightfold. There's little question that inflation will be a big theme in 2022 and 2023, or at least it will present new challenges for the Office of the Finance. Now, CFOs have little control over inflation itself, but it adds cost pressures that they must navigate their businesses through. This is according to Alexander Band, Practice Vice President of Finance at Gartner. When faced with new challenges, he added, these could harm profitability. The instinctive CFO response is to reduce costs near term or delay spending until inflation subsides. Well-planned and implemented digital initiatives must have a long-term deflationary effect on business costs and subsequently the price of products or services. Gartner calls this digital deflation, investment in technology to permanently reduce the cost of doing business. In today's podcast for Future CFO, we are joined by Chris Huff, Chief Strategy Officer at COFAX to talk about deflation and how organizations can build a unified enterprise strategy to counter this deflation strategy. Chris, welcome to Podchats for Future CFO. Alan, thank you for having me. Inflation is rising in many economies in Asia. At the same time, we are still in the middle of uncertainty with COVID impacting revenue and growth of business. How are CFOs responding to these two trends? Yeah, Alan, so one, that's a a great question. And just for a little context, the first decade or two of my career, I actually served as a CFO. And then for the last decade, sort of served in this strategy officer role for software companies. And so I'm able to sort of lean on past experience, but also sort of that intersection point of how technology is really helping the CFO, especially during times of rising inflation and with the, like you said, the uncertainty. And so I think the increased wage pressures, the supply chain costs, the effect headwinds have all posed a risk for companies to generate those projected profits and to hit revenue targets. And I think leading industry CFOs are taking rapid action. And a great enabler of being able to take rapid action is now they've got more data at their fingertips thanks to automation. And so now you're able to see CFOs really respond to these pressures. And what you're seeing is divesting underperforming assets. You see CFOs now analyzing receivables and payables and tightening up their credit support. I think you also start to see the demand around sort of return on investment become greater. So there's more scrutiny on internal investment projects across the CFO's office. And I think along with those projects, you're starting to see a more push for digitization across the business, realizing that automation and technology writ large is a deflationary lever. And so these measures seem to be helping organizations battle inflation while also transforming companies for long-term success. And I think that's critical given the continued uncertainty associated with the pandemic, supply chain, increasing interest rates, and the Russian war on Ukraine. Digital transformation, including finance digitalization, tends to be a forward-looking initiative, but it does cost money and resources. Similarly, ESG is the current buzzword all over the place, but it also costs companies money that they might not be able to afford, at least in the near term. Do you expect CFOs to recommend scaling back on ESG initiatives, at least in the short term? 
You're right. ESG has become somewhat of a buzzword. I think it's been hijacked by some people that are pushing a certain agenda, but there is real sort of substance to ESG initiatives. And so I don't think that goes away. So I do think additional scrutiny sort of on ESG initiatives is probably called for, but I don't think abandoning ESG is going to be the answer. And again, I point to automation and technology writ large is a tremendous deflationary force because of the enormous increase in productivity and the fact that it allows the production of goods and services to scale efficiently. And you see that on both the demand and the supply side that the CFO plays on. So on the demand side, you see that technology reduces the need for labor, which puts downward pressure on wages and employment levels, which in turn reduces demands for goods and services because workers have less money to spend. On the supply side, I think you're seeing that the CFOs are viewing technology as a way that really allows the production of goods and services to scale faster than the consumer demand for them. So they have that elasticity that they didn't have before, so they don't have to stockpile. So I think the demand and the supply side is really proving to be something that the CFO can balance now better than they could before. And so I would expect CFOs to actually increase the focus, which is to say align company priorities to focus less on buzzwords like ESG and more on the real impact of digital transformation as a means to keep costs in check while advancing their larger strategic vision for their respective organization. The finance team and the CFO, typically they're charged with activities like FP&A, budgeting, cash management, investments, and M&A more recently to reflect the rising inflation and uncertainties of the times. How should the finance team and the CFOs adjust the way they handle these activities? Alan, I think you're absolutely right. The pressure on a CFO right now has been intensified, but also the tools that the CFO has to deal with this increased pressure has also expanded. And that includes easier to use software that CFOs can now deploy and their non-technical business analysts can actually use to automate many of these business operations across FP&A to budgeting. And this is something that the CFO did not have at their disposal as we went through the last few economic downturns. So specifically, automation software, such as the intelligent automation platform that Cofax brings to the CFO office, we help the CFO very specifically. And what we hear from our CFOs across the globe is that they have been elevated now from a transactional office to more of a strategic advisory office to the business. And that's a game changer for the CFO. We're also seeing that the CFO now is able to deliver greater insights from the volumes of data that they own. And they can deliver those insights to the business. And at the end of the day, this is how CFOs are really able to better plan core finance operations and view their work as strategic input to the critical business investment decisions that the business needs to make. And this gets the CFO, again, away from transactional work and more towards strategic advisory. And this is what I think lends purpose to many of the offices across the CFO. Finance transformation, it's been around for a while now, uh, riding along the digital transformation uh, initiatives of the last uh, five, 10 years. Can finance teams continue their transformation initiatives while being aware of the pressures to focus on more pressing issues like rising inflation? I believe so. I believe CFOs are extremely resilient. They've been through the ups and downs. And so they have built that resiliency into their operations. And now they have sort of technology to support that. So I have 100% faith that the CFOs are going to be able to, you know, see themselves and their organizations through these pressures. And typically, I would say, if not better than anyone else in the C-suite, the CFO is equipped to be able to focus on what the business really needs because they do sort of support the entire business. But 
you're seeing everything from increased compliance and governance, you know, more auditable automation solutions to the CFO now taking a cloud first. So software as a service cloud first approach because they value implementation speed and sustainment costs. So managing sustainment costs. You see the CFO now have at their disposal more industry vertical solutions, automation solutions than ever before. And this again helps with the time to value. And then I think you see CFOs very savvy buying into ecosystems, not individual point automation solutions. And so customers are no longer looking at individual vendors. They're really looking for strategic partners that can bring the power of an ecosystem to deal with the challenges of today and the unknowns of tomorrow. And I think this is how the CFO really balances sort of putting out the demands of today, but also positioning the organization for the successes of tomorrow. Let me ask you this while we're on the subject of automation. For many of the CFOs and finance teams that I've been talking to lately, most of them are certainly willing to give up their spreadsheets, right? Their use of these uh, point solution tools, even though they do recognize the need to adopt the more intelligent solutions that come with automation and transformation. What's your thoughts on this? Do you ever see a future where the finance team specifically won't be necessarily so dependent on the use of these uh, spreadsheets as opposed to taking advantage of new technologies that organizations like COFAX bring to bear? Yeah, I think there's always an evolution. There's always the evolution of technology, which is typically you increase the experience or you improve the experience while lowering the total cost of ownership. And you typically do that by converging various technologies and making it easy to use. So sort of just ingesting it into common business operations. I mean, there was a time when we didn't have Microsoft Excel and finance people were actually having to add, subtract, divide, multiply. And now it's just at sum, right? They just use that function within Excel. And it's sort of, we take it for granted, but that was an evolution. I think you're very much going to see that evolution continue. You had mentioned Gartner earlier. There's another Gartner stat that says that 95% of workloads to include the finance office will be executed on the cloud by 2025. Why is that also relevant to the CFO's office and, and not just every other office? Well, it's relevant because cloud is less cost, both on implementation and operations and faster sort of ability to react to changing business environments, which is critical for the CFO. So 95% of workloads are going to be executed on the cloud, which means that there's going to be less sort of people moving data around and more automation sort of augmenting those people, not replacing, but augmenting them and freeing them up from the menial tasks that they're now just burdened with. So that way they can focus on more strategic work. So I see it as a natural evolution, Alan. What is your recommendation for CFOs to help them balance the need to innovate, transform, to meet customer expectations, which are evolving themselves, and to deliver shareholder value in the face of rising inflation and every other uncertainty that gets thrown at them? CFOs really do have it coming at them from every angle right now. So it's not easy. I would suggest I'm always a one, two, three person. I try to keep things simple. So executive sponsorship is the first thing I would focus on strategic outcomes, not technology. An example would be, you know, there's the need to say increase productivity by 15% to hold our prices steady, to continue our leadership position, to reward our shareholders. Technology is just an enabler of being able to provide that. So executive sponsorship is, is really, really important. 
The next one is I would start to converge strategy and execution. We no longer have the luxury of time to come up with a strategy and then have a completely different team execute that strategy. And then the missteps or the miscommunication between strategy and execution that you often find. And so they just cannot be divided anymore. I think your top executives within the finance office need to be able to design strategy and drive execution. The third piece is around strong governance. So really focusing the priorities. You can't focus on everything. And so you tend to manage what it is that you measure. I think that stands very true for all the data that's within the CFO's office. So strong governance, really focused priorities, and then creating those underlying cross-domain functional teams that can drive that execution and drive alignment across the business. Chris, thank you very much for joining us on Podcast for Future CFO. All right, Alan, it's a pleasure being with you. That was Chris Huff, Chief Strategy Officer at COFAX, on the topic of building a unified enterprise digital deflation strategy. You are listening to the podcast for Future CFO. As always, if you have a topic you'd like us to cover on this channel, simply email us at editors at society.com. We'd also like to invite you to sign up for a free weekly newsletter so you won't miss an episode of Podcasts for Future CFO. In the meantime, stay safe, have a great day, and see you on the next episode of Podcasts for Future CFO. Bye for now. Thank you.